Roots and Shoots with Jamie and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hey, Sabrina. Hello there, Jamie. How are you doing? Good. How's Bunno? Ah, bloody beautiful. Yeah. It's really lovely down here. I love coming down south. It's divi- You could have a magnificent garden, although I have to say the gardens around the, the Bunbury studio could... Uh, could have a little bit of work done to them. Just putting it out there. Oh, that's interesting. Just <laughs> let, let go a little bit, have they? Who's responsible for that, Sabrina? Well, I don't know, but I think they need to lift their game, Jamie. Okay. Lift their game. I'll send a few emails. We'll, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Just be careful that they don't kind of, while you're down there, just grab you as you're walking out of the studio. <laughs> Sabrina. It's, could you do it? just a little bit of maintenance work here? Yeah. Well, you know what they should do? Because there's a, there's a big plant sale open day down down here um, at the Geograph Community Landcare Group, I think they should pop down there and just, you know, go all out, spend a couple of hundred dollars and get some decent plants. Yeah, why not? And, and then put them in. Have a little day where they kind of get together and yeah. do a bit of work. Yeah. And, yeah. We could have a little working bee, a sausage sizzle. Come on, ABC Southwest. <laughs> You're not going to like me now. Uh, hey, Sabrina, with us today in the studio with me, Daryl yes. Hardy, Dr. <gasps> Bug. G'day, Daryl. Ah, oh, my favourite bugalugs. <laughs> How are you, Daryl? Yeah, good morning, Sabrina. I'm fine. It's like you saw sort of just hovering above us here. Oh, you know, I know. Of like, sort of like a godlike <laughs> being just beaming in. Jamie's quite worried. He's got this look now going, oh, what are we in for today? <laughs> I'm never worried with you, Sabrina. No, no. And, and, and in fact, Daryl, it's probably much better than me having beaming my little eyeballs at you going, no, don't you tell them to kill that. Yeah, fair enough too. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. So do you just kind of cross paths a little bit maybe with the approach? Do, do um, you disagree sometimes with the no, best way to go? No, in, in actual fact, I have to say over the last 20 years, um, the Ag Department has really been very proactive in in IPM, Integrated Pest Management, which means you just don't go and kill anything indiscriminately. Um, and, of course, they've got the, the, the scientific background of what's going on, why it happens, the life cycle of things, and gives people information on a much greater depth of information on a pest and a predator. And the great thing about having Daryl in is I g- I'm going to put my feet up now because people are <laughs> ringing with all these insect pest questions and I'm going to let Daryl go for it. There you go. Free ride for you today, Sab. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy as. But what people don't know about Daryl is he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a plant collector, aren't you, Daryl? Uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of a problem there. I think, yeah. Mm. yeah. He, he sources plants from all over the place, legally, I have to tell you. They <laughs> yeah. come in legally. Um, nice and, and spends a lot of money on various seeds and stuff, don't you, Daryl? Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Well, well, my brother and I do, yes. Yes. So yeah. tell, tell the story about the, uh, I think the, it's the palms. You're a bit, bit hooked on the rare and unusual palms, aren't you? Yeah, I've got lots of common palms. No, None mm. of those nasty cocos that you... No, um, they're that, hideous, yeah, revolting after, things. After, yeah, you whip me into getting rid of them, so... <laughs> So I've done that. But, um, yeah, and, and look, my little 470 square metres is getting a bit tiny. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going for the micro palms. So, mm. um, yeah, so Central America, understory palms, the family mm. Camadoria, and you'll know them as the 
You've probably seen the elegant palm, which is yes, the little which one is indoor. beautiful. Beautiful. And yeah. that's just one of about 100 species. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I've got the um, – actually, the if you – that's a Camadori elegans, and if you actually grow that, put them in the ground in shade, over about 20 years, they'll get to about three or four metres high. So all those little clump of um, leaves end up at the top of a long stalk. Um, so it gets quite tall, really. Mm, um, mm. But I have one that only gets to about two foot tall or, or 60 centimetres, and that's Sweet. the potato chip palm. And I've showed you photos of yeah, that one. Yeah, it's I'll, glorious. I'll bring it in one time when you're in the studio rather yeah. than just hovering above us down in Bunbury. So I can gloat. Yeah, but I've got a thing for Ripsalis at the moment. Well, Ripsalis, I saw some amazing Ripsalis in uh, at the Melbourne International Flower and Gar- Garden Show, yeah. and they were using it quite differently. So explain to people what a ripsalis, well, okay. there's so many different so ones. So it's but. a, well, it's a, it's a tropical uh, rainforest cactus and mm. it's an epiphyte. So it grows, hangs on rainforest trees and droops down. So it's like a raster. Um, yeah, let's call mm. it a raster cactus. <laughs> so it's got these dreadlocks that just hang down. And, uh, and they've got soft spines on them, and some don't have spines at all. So, um, and mine's been fruiting. So we know the dragon fruit that you buy, which is a cactus. It's, a fl- yep. it's actually a fruit of a cactus. They're quite large. Well, there's ripsalas. I've got purple ripsalis with little fruits the size of um, your fin- uh, thumbnail all hanging over the place. I'll send you a photo. So they're got- the most funky-looking things. Yeah, they're weird. And there's sort of ones that look like licorice round and there's flat ones. And, mm. there's- and I've got one that now looks like a big crayon sort of and it's popping all these little <laughs> heads out all over the place. So, yeah, so I'm sort of collecting. But... I'm very disappointed because I've been like you in Melbourne and there's a lot more over there yeah. that you see around than here. And, uh, yeah, so I'm on the but hunt. You know what? Good. And what we have to do is get the ripsalis ripping in WA. Yeah, well, there I are say. other succulent people that are collecting yeah. them and yep. sort of I'm sort of tapping into that network. Mm. So, um, yeah. But also what, what we have Daryl on for today, Jamie, is um, it's always good to keep up to date with any little bugs that are coming into our state that should not be here and part of the role of Daryl coming in and talking to people is to make people aware that um, people power makes a difference. So if people find a bug or an insect that they've not seen before or even a disease, that they can send that in to the ag department and if it's a bug that should not be here, it's a way in which it can be traced and hopefully controlled before they get out of out of control. Well, out of metropolitan area into our, yeah. into our production areas for yeah. sure. And yeah. bug is the appropriate word because we've been dabbling with the brown marmorated stink bug at the moment. Yeah. I, do you want me to talk a little yes. bit about that? So, yes. Well, why is it why is it a problem? What does it do? Okay. Well, look, in its native environment, which is China, Korea and Japan, is not so much of a problem. Um, it's like a lot of the other, we call them pentatomid bugs, which means five-sided. Or, mm-hmm. so, um, and we have bugs here that cause problems. But this one is, seems to be a subset of um, the species out of China that's become invasive. And it's moved to the U.S., and now when we get any trucks or anything like that from the US, they have to be fumigated because they're just full of these bugs. And now the bugs have got into Europe and they're in southern Italy and we're getting a lot of equipment from there. So now we're getting the stuff fumigated, but until you realise where they are... So there was a container opened at Jandicott um, in a warehouse 
a few weeks ago and there was about 400 bugs flew out of the walls, wanted to get out of the container. Yeah. So these bugs, um, they suck any soft... So when we have the green vegetable bug, which attacks our um, tomatoes and things and beans, it attacks a small range of plants. But this brown marmorade stink bug will suck anything soft. So right. it includes corn, tomatoes, any, you know, strawberries, raspberries, anything. And it builds up in huge numbers. So it is a, a production problem too, um, but it also, it doesn't like the cold weather, so it invades people's houses. So in the US, they've had, um, and I know Lorraine's read the article from um, the New, on New York Times, and, you know, that people can wake up in the morning and have 60,000 bugs downstairs in their house. Gee whiz, that's a few visitors. And they're stink bugs. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not pleasant. If you splat them... You get this really nasty mm. smell too. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, yeah. So that situation that you talked about in Jandicott, has yeah. it been limited to that? Have we had any yes. reports that they've been found in gardens? Around? No, we haven't, but we've asked people in the Jandicott area to have a look at and we've, and we've put a, a large number of traps in and we've got people going around and you'll see these weird people beating plants and they'll put like a blanket underneath the plant and they'll be beating the plant and when the bugs fall down, they quickly grab them. So they're not mad, they're actually departmental employees. They look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're collecting all the bugs. Earlier, made, a, <laughs> made a little citizen's arrest yesterday, just driving through Jandicott, seeing some. I thought it was thought it was some kind of plant abuse. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, we don't tell the plant abuse society because no. they'll, they'll be onto us. So yeah, and and the interesting thing is, is it shows you what we don't know about our environment. That we think we've identified three new species of native bug. Oh, really? Just in the Jandicott area. Yeah, and and one's a new genus to science. Oh my God. So, even though we're sort of, you know, we're sort of expanding and, and our knowledge is growing, there's still stuff to be to, um, to be oh, sort of found. Definitely, even yeah. in our backyard. You know, yeah. Jandicott. Who would have thought three new bug species? In I know because they've they've wiped out most of the bushland around Jandicott, so I'm surprised there's anything still alive yeah, there. Yeah, well, well, the bugs are tough. <laughs> That's so what, true. So all we're doing is asking people there in Jandicott area, if they find anything, to take a photograph and send it in using the My Pest Guide app. Yep. Or ring the, um, um, the Pest and Disease Information Service at the department. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. Hey, I we suppose get... we should take a phone call or something then, Jamie. Yeah, great minds think alike. I was just about <laughs> to say that, Sabrina. <laughs> Quarter past nine, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Let's start in Esperance with Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm really, really frightened now with all these bugs invading us. <laughs> well, they're not down at Esperance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, you need to keep a, anything unusual down there, okay? Yes. And and I can be a bug explorer. Yeah, yeah. you can be. Yeah, a damn good bug person. Yeah. 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 I'm Daryl talking of bugs, and I, and and I didn't know I was going to ask you this question, but I noticed with this summer that we've had lots of bugs and bugs I hadn't seen before in my veggie garden and everything. I'm talking of stink bugs, those those green ones, and I yeah. thought they have no predators. Does the humidity have a lot to do with that? You um, know, with extra bugs. Yeah, well, look, it's another mild summer. The last two summers have been fantastically mild. Insects, um, most insects operate very well. They're, they're temperature-driven and their life cycles are tuned to temperatures between 25 and 35 degrees. So if anything's above that, they, that knocks them back. And if anything's cooler than that, they just don't develop as quick. So okay. we've had an ideal uh, summer. My herbs are getting attacked. I mean, I've got mint being attacked by whiteflies. I mean... That yeah. usually doesn't happen. So it's this, it's this crazy, well, un, 
usual summer that's causing the problem. So with the green vegetable bug, hasn't been a problem for 20 years um, mm. because they introduced, um, and I don't know whether it was deliberately or it just arrived, the egg parasite for it. And it, it's become a non-problem. Um, but the last two or three years, bang, it's back with a vengeance. Mm, okay. Okay. And, um and, I, and I've, I've suddenly, you know, it's, it's dawned on me that if I squash all the caterpillars, I won't end up with butterflies. How, where do I find an identification sort of chart or information or something that, that shows me what caterpillars are going to change into? Okay, yeah. Look, that's a good one, isn't um, it? Yeah, it is yeah. a great one because, yeah, there's some, like those um, woolly bears that people always go, they're yucky and yucky. Well, they turn into the tiger moth, which is a brilliant um, oh. moth. So we squash all those because they're chewing on the geraniums um, and then we miss out on these brilliant moths. Um, look, there's plenty of resources on the web. Um, I can't... There, I've actually seen a chart that used to be produced for kids by the museum of yeah, all the, the different the, butterflies and moths. The WA Museum has some really good... Um, okay. All right, and well, also, have a, look have a look at Oz Animal. That's actually a really good website. Oz Animal. Oz Animal, okay. but it's spelled O-Z. Yeah, okay. All right, now, Sabrina. Oh, that wasn't oh. the question. Right, okay. <laughs> that was the introduction there, well, the main the course. <laughs> we better move along quickly, All Catherine, right, so okay, other people okay. get a when, question. When we, we, we zipped out all the gazanias on our verge and, and hubby put in grass and put in a, a garden and put in natives, and I think I made a big mistake, mulched it with green wood chips. Okay, um, so now the my, green... Now, my Melaleuca linarii folia are not looking happy at all. If are they going been... yellow? Oh, very yellow, and they've got okay, the so... point where they're sort of going brown now and everything, and my other natives are going yellow as well. Okay, so what's happened there is... High. Yeah, so what's happened there is, number one, you may have a nitrogen drawdown because if it's mostly wood, then it needs nitrogen to pull on to start breaking it down. It may have changed the pH definitely. If you find that that's happening right across the board, I would just remove that mulch, put it in a pile, throw some blood and bone in it, cover it with a tarp, um, get some nitrogen, which is the blood and bone, uh, leave it there for two months until it breaks down. Good luck, Catherine. Uh, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Let's go to Exmouth and Colleen. Hey, Colleen. Good morning, Bugsy. How are you going? Morning, Colleen. Bugsy. Bugsy. Is she talking to me or you? Yeah, no, you. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay, no, I'd like to talk to both of you. Uh, <laughs> on page 50 of Gardening Australia, now I'm trying to trace a plant down, which is actually quite common, Sabrina. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at bees, right? Yeah. Native bees? I'm, I'm moving bees? to Siberia. You realise that, don't you? You're going to Siberia? It's so hot. Can they grow plants in Siberia? <laughs> <laughs> Exmouth is... You can grow lots of plants in Exmouth. 43, 43, 43, 43. Yeah. Come on, give us a break here. Yeah, hey, Sabrina, she's never heard of night gardening with a torch, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what you do, what you do, Daryl, is you actually set up spotlights. Oh, yeah. That's what I yeah, used to do. Yeah. But what I'm trying to find out is this plant's quite a common plant, and I've seen it down in Bandra. Yeah. Now, it's got a stem. It grows about a metre high, and it's got a blue flower on it. It's got like tiny little mini flowers like covered in it and the bees love it. And I can't figure out what the name of it is. Um, Blue plumbago, maybe? Mm. Mm, tough game well, this one, well, isn't well, it? We're looking at getting some jasmines up here. Yeah, jasmines now, will work. you just got to put water on in summer. 
Well, well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean a lot of water. You know, water. now, Colleen, it's really hard to pluck. I, is there some way you can send a photo into us and then yeah, I can well, identify I'm, I'm trying that. to find a photo. It was on page oh. 50 of April Gardening Australia. So I'm, Okay, it's, it's, page it's 50. Okay, I haven't got that with me. But we'll go back and have a look, Colleen, because yeah. I yeah. reckon um, it gets a bit difficult trying to describe it. There's a few of them, so that's a, it's a tough game to but play. But I will. I'll look at that this week and get back to you next week, Colleen. Beautiful. Uh, just a few texts, 0437922720. I've got them up, Jamie. I've got them up, it's yeah. working this time? Yeah. I'll okay. try not to break it this time. You better not. No. Uh, <laughs> there's this one here from uh, Anne in City Beach who says if the... Army grub in our lawn will destroy it, and how can we get rid of them? Okay, uh, the army grub. What's an army the, grub? I think they're talking about the lawn army worm. What do yeah, you think, army worm. Yeah, yeah, I'd okay. say it's the army so, worm. Yeah, so just look up um, the registration for lawn, lawn army worm. You can actually spray it. Um, there's things like any of the synthetic pyrethroids are probably registered. Anything that's used for lawns, you can actually spray, and it's pretty easy to kill. Okay. Yeah, okay. it is, yeah. Another one from Judith who says, how useful in the scheme of things are the black and orange wasps which build mud nests? Well, wasps are great predators, but you just yeah. don't want them nesting above your entrance doors. That's right. And they're usually they're, they're the ones that take out spiders. Which uh, are good as well. Yeah, which are good as well. But, you know, there's a... You know, th- the wasp and the spider, the battle, sometimes the wasp wins, sometimes the, the spider wins. And they yeah, also take out caterpillars as well. Yeah. So, yeah, as long as they're not sort of annoying you, just leave them there. All right, let's yeah. go to one of your neighbours at the moment in Bunbury, uh, Sabrina. This is, <laughs> this is Anne. Hey, Anne. Morning, everyone. Morning, Anne. Welcome to beautiful Bunbury. Oh, thank you. Um, Sabrina, I recently planted a crepe myrtle and it was doing really, really well mm-hmm. until I fed it something like... Uh, probably something like dynamic lifter. Yeah. And it's turned up its toes. It's looking very, very sad, actually. It's looking very dead. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'd say yeah. you've just been a little bit heavy-handed with yeah. the old fertiliser. And it happens a lot, doesn't it, Daryl? People get terribly excited when they see a plant going really well and they think, I'll just give it some more fertiliser and off she'll go. Yeah, grow up faster, faster, yeah. faster, faster. I need instant plant. <laughs> Exactly. So if I get another one, I, I uh, hold back on the fertiliser. What it's you need is a controlled release, slow-release uh, fertiliser. Now, the big thing is, Anne, it's no point in just putting something that's got, say, uh, 10 one and one like 10% nitrogen, a bit of potassium and a bit of phosphorus. Mm-hmm. You actually need all the other minerals in there to get right. plants to grow strongly and well. So get a slow-release fertiliser that's got more than just the NPK. You want all... There's one that's got 65 different minerals in it and it's slow-release. That's the one you want. And you only need a small amount and never, ever put fertiliser on a dry soil. You have Uh to make sure that it's watered in. I have been religiously watering it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And let the plant establish before you sort of dose it up too. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. It's Good just luck a baby. You've got to yeah. feed it baby food until it gets bigger. Yeah. There you go. And Makes there's sense. a palm question too. I'll just quickly do oh, it. The re- how fabulous. The red cane palm. I think they're talking about the lipstick palm, which is oh, absolutely yeah. magnificent. Oh. And I think the furthest south I've seen them survive is Carnarvon. There you oh, go. Okay. Good okay. on you, Ron, in Wembley Downs. Uh, let's head up the road a little bit. I've never Bunbury. seen them for sale here. 
Um, you, I have seen them, um, but people take them home and then they and die. And they die. Yeah, mm. but they keep them for a few weeks. In the height of summer, they'll survive, but as soon as we get temperatures down, sort of like close or below 20, they just turn up their toes. Mm, All right, let's go to Manjar. Bath, hello. G'day, Bath. No, Morning. Uh, I think we've Sorry? got a wrong name and a bad line. We'll oh. go to the reins to have a look at that. I thought it was... I thought she was playing a trick on me when I saw Bath as the name on there. <laughs> maybe she was giving you a hint, Jamie. Maybe, 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 maybe it was telling us no, where no, she was. No, no, I, I can tell you, he's, he's smelling okay today. He's mm, fine. Thank yeah. you. Well, that's oh, it's it. nice to know you two are cuddling up in the studio. Yeah, I, I, there I wouldn't, in wouldn't go absence. that far, but you know, there's, there's, it's, it's great. The air, the air's great in here. That's what you were doing when you were putting your nose to my armpit. That's beautiful. Uh, this makes sense. It's Beth in Mandra. Hey, Beth. Oh, Beth. Oh, Beth. Beth. Let's try her again. Beth, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. I'm sorry I'm driving, so um, is it a bad line? It's not great, but what's your question, Beth? Oh, just quickly. um, Look, I have this brown chrysalis um, in my veggie patch every year. It drives me absolutely ballistic because these great big fat caterpillars come out of it. I think it might be some sort of moth, I'm not sure. Um, and I just, it's just there all the time. And, well, um, all year round, all year round. Yes, yeah. and when the, when the caterpillars come out, they also uh, camouflage themselves, depending on what they're eating. If there's chips in there, like uh, mulch and that, they'll come out black. And then if they're eating something stripy and light, they'll change to a light colour. Um, and it just drives me ballistic. I'm out on grub. All the time. <laughs> so, I, well, I th- I, look, I've got some bad news for you. I think you've got actually um, several species of caterpillar there. <laughs> yeah, the green ones will be loopers. You'll probably get the uh, native budworm in there certain times of the year and the black one with dots on it. That's really hard to kill once it gets above two centimetres in length. So, uh, yeah, you've obviously got a really nice garden and the caterpillars are having a field day. So there's your BT... Um, that works real, really good. Uh, success, success Neo, that works really well. So, but their contact, you have to hit the caterpillar with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh well, if they if they're on the if they're on the once if the contact will get on the plant, then, then they, they eat the, the plant. The, and they eat the plant. Yeah. Mm. And they're nice soft chemicals. That's the two I've recommended. Uh, why I recommended those ones because the you don't want to have to have a long withholding period if you've got herbs because they're so quick turnaround. Okay. Mm. Thanks, Dale. Um, Sabrina, yes. there's a text here from Claire. Yes. Uh, and she's taken a photo oh, of, yes. can you see it, the creeper? Yes, I can, the says, creeper. Yeah, it says it was going in when she going well when she moved in. <laughs> well, it's um, proper dead now. It's not looking good, is it? <laughs> I think that's going to be proper dead. Is that dead dead? That's pretty dead dead, I reckon. Okay. Um, there's now, still some green leaves there, though. Yeah, I know, but it's got really badly burnt. Okay. Um, the pot is way too small for it. It's in the wrong position and I would suggest the wrong... It looks like it was a mandevilla. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to die. Yeah, it's the only explant. thing, Yeah, it's an explant. The only thing you could do... Look, it's in a black pot. Now, I think it might be in a shady area, but if you have a black pot, then it's going to absorb all the heat and it heats up the root system of the plant and really puts it under stress. So but they the look only so thing good, you can Sabrina. Yeah. sorry, 
They look so good. Oh, they, they look fabulous. Just mm. You have to line them with, um, you know, that coir weed matting so you don't get the transfer of the heat. Right. But what she can do is prune it right down, move the pot, make sure that water is getting through the entire... It looks like a water and a sun issue. Yeah. And, Sabrina, can I... I've had Amanda Villa done exactly the same thing and guess what I found? What? The... Root system had blocked up the drainage holes. Ah, yes. So I actually put a, I bought a new one and I drilled five holes in the bottom of yep. the pot. Very good tip, Daryl. I'm Very worried about tip. all my black pots now, Sabrina. I'm sorry, Jamie. No, that's well, okay. Well, Jamie might be into explants. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> You've been around to my place, haven't you? That was you peeping over the fence. Uh, Robert's in Secret Harbour. has got some issues with some parrots. What's happening, Robert? Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Robert. Yes, fantastic. Because I'm in the car and I'm not used to this. Uh, look, I live in Secret Harbour over um, from the 17th hole and I've got a lake in front of me and it's full of bird life, which yeah. I absolutely love. Uh, and, but the trouble is there are two uh, green parrots. I think they're 28 parrots. And they fly in when... Uh, I'm not around, and they absolutely chew up all the new shoots on the roses. Uh, Uh, And I love roses. Um, In my previous house, I had about 30 rose plants, all standards, and I didn't have that problem. But because I'm living next to the water now, um, I think the birds are attracted by the water, and then they said, oh, it's time to have some tucker, and then they move across the road. Um, I've tried, uh, of all things... And I'm not supposed to, I know. I did this out of frustration. I tried Deris dust on there, um, and that didn't have any effect. And I've tried scat on there. Uh, scat seems to repel them for about 24 hours only, yep. and then they keep coming back. Birds uh, are also... very, very clever. Yeah. So what, anything you can do? <laughs> Daryl? <laughs> well, he's tried the scat, which has yeah. uh, got the bitrex in it, and it's yeah. the most bitter substance known to man. And it may not be the most bitter substance known to parrots. But, yep. um, look, I was going to suggest the scat uh, too. Or the other thing is um, get one of your neighbours to get one of those seed um, box things, you know, where you hang and they'll attract them away from your place. Yeah, oh, g- I like that g- tactic. Give them something else to eat. Eat, yeah. Um, now, the uh, the... The problem is they, parrots in particular, learn by behaviour, parrots and galahs. So they teach the next generation what to do just to have fun. Um, So a lot of it's behaviour driven. So you may find it'll take a while for the generations to leave your... Some people have had a lot of success with that reflective tape that they weave in and out of the rose bushes. Doesn't look that attractive, but... Some people have had success with that. The yeah, old CDs, they, they look really good hanging off your roses too. <laughs> yeah, but they, they only work for about four hours. Yeah. And then the birds use them as a, a mirror. Yeah. You could try, if you, when you're not there, throw one of those um, insect nets over. Oh, yes. And then when you come home, take it off and then yes. enjoy your roses. Yes, yes, yes. The good news, Robert, that this could be a multi-generational problem, so good yeah. luck. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, um, on the text, this one for you, Daryl, from Penny, who says, are there problems with locusts at the, mo- the moment? I saw one on Canning Highway. Uh, it was Bicton. It was huge. I was commenta- uh, commenting that I saw uh, a clip on the news this week 
uh, and it seems strange to see one there. Is it a big issue at the moment? Um, it's not a big issue down here. It is a growing issue in, in the Kimberley and um, the Northern Pilbara. Um, the yellow wing locusts, um, yeah, they've had a field day. They've had a couple of cyclones. So they've been green out there in the middle of summer and the numbers are really growing up and now they're drawing out a little bit up there, um, coming out of the dry and they're moving around looking for green stuff. But down here, not on the radar this year. Okay. Hey, Sabrina, yes. Beth wants to know what's killing her rosemary over summer, uh, one this year, one last year. Rosemary is fickle. Like, you know how we've had a lot of summer rain? Rosemary does. Rosemary likes to dry out in between... Um, uh, being watered and it, it rots at the base of it and then once it starts to go, there is nothing that you can do to save it. Well, I don't know. Daryl, have you got any...? Yeah, I'm a rosemary killer from way back. Um, mm. uh, yeah, look, I have... Yeah, yeah it's, you're right, it's fickled. And, but if it gets going, it basically becomes a weed. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. But look, don't overwater. That's no. a big problem, overwatering. Yeah, I think, I think killed with kindness. Yep. Hey, Jamie, we've, I see we've got a couple of people that have checked out um, page 50 of the Garden oh, really? Australia. Yeah, they've texted in. Okay. Um, so some person, well, someone said that, um, well, someone has said that on page 48 they have, nothing on page 50, but page 48 has Echinops, which is uh, related to thistles, has a beautiful bright blue flower. Yes, that will definitely grow in Exmouth. And then uh, Miranda texts in to say it sounds like Echium, Pride of Madeira. Okay. Which also will grow in Exmouth. Okay, well, good luck to mm. the earlier caller uh, with that one. Uh, let's go to Marlene, who's in Bunbury. Hey, Marlene. Good morning. Morning, How Marlene. Morning. How are you all? Fabulous, because I'm down in your hometown. Oh, excellent, excellent. Beautiful weather today. You can yeah. just pop around to Marlene's house when you're done. I could so. have yeah. a cup of tea, <laughs> a yeah. full breakfast. Yeah. Oh, you, might get the, you might be get the Bunbury crew to go and do the gardening around the ABC <laughs> after yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, good. Bring your own a, plants. Yeah. Needs a bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, I've got a bug question. Yes. Um, I've got this bug, which is brown and sort of beige and could be spotty or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any legs, it doesn't have any feelers, it doesn't have any wings and when it moves I would suggest from the head it actually has a little black thing that comes out, looks around, grabs hold of the ground in front of it and the body pulls up to it and then the head comes out again <laughs> and the body oh. comes up to it. It doesn't have any shell over it or? No, it's very soft. It sounds like a leech, not an insect. Oh, it does sound like a leech. leech. Mm. Um, and where are you? Bunbury? Are you right near we're the... We're in Australia. Um, I'm just thinking maybe it's near where my shoes and that are. Um, I might have bought something home on the bottom of my um, shoes. But I've had it wrapped for a week in a tissue because I did ask the question on Facebook if anybody knew what it was. Mm. And when I've opened the tissues this morning, there's actually a little bubby there. Now, the bubby oh, is... Oh, hang on, hang on. I think the, we're coming to this. This could be one of those flatworms. Ah! Oh. Yes, it is flat. Yeah, yeah, that's what it'll be. Yeah, they, they, they actually they actually predatory... Uh, they're a giant primitive flatworm, I think, um, and they sort of will go around and they hunt down insects. Oh. Yeah. So the little yeah, bubby be... is like white with a little black head, and I would suggest that 
you know, the white body will end up being like the mums and... Yeah, and you can do weird things with these. I mean, you know, somebody's... <laughs> wow. You can, you okay. can actually <laughs> chop them in half and they grow new heads and... Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. They're much. very primitive. Please. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, I, yeah I'm not suggesting you do it, but, you know, sort of... I don't know, Daryl. I see a big smile on your face. Yeah, <laughs> no. About that. Oh, no look, man. I've got no sharp objects near me. They are. They're actually quite exquisite-looking things, aren't yeah, they, Yeah, they glisten. So they like moist environments to survive. And, and they've got a beautiful stripe down them as well. Yeah. They, um, and no, they they glisten. They're shiny. No, no. Oh. All right. So we're back to leech then. It's a leech. <laughs> now, I, listen, when you go to bed tonight, yeah. I want you to think I have flatworms, not leeches. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is, if, but, look, send, download the My Pest Guide reporter app and send us a photo and I'll get some experts onto it for you. Good luck. Because our image is worth a thousand words and we've already done 800 words and got nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good idea, isn't it? Having an app where you can just take a photo on your phone, send it straight away. Yeah. Well, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, uh, um, exactly. Because, yeah. Um, and the images are coming in this morning. Uh, you know, they're oh, fantastic too. There's bugs coming everywhere. Yeah. Bugs everywhere. Uh, yeah. My skin it's is crawling. Yeah. stuck on the walls. Yeah. What's this one from Joel who says, Hello, I came across this four centimetre thin hard object attached to a small twig on the ground. Any ideas? And it, yeah, how would you describe that, that Daryl? Yeah, I'd say that's an egg cluster. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I reckon it is. And it may be a mantid egg cluster, but I oh. haven't seen one that shape before. Saying so a praying mantis, it could be some other insects. So I'll take that one on board, but uh, definitely an egg cluster. Okay. Uh, another okay. one here from Catherine uh, who sent a photo of... Well, what is that? She she asks what created this. It's that's something... the mud wasp again. Yeah. That's the one we've little already wasp. had. The lady. So yeah. they're, they're, they're the little homes they put the. That's where they go and sting a caterpillar or a spider, pop it in, lay a couple of eggs in it, and then build the little um, sort of mud hut over it. And it's a nice little safe home for their um, their prey. And they're they're young, and then the young bore out of the caterpillar or the spider, and then crack through the uh, case. And fly away. It's just attached to a brick wall. Yeah, so you know that the clay content in that soil close by is greater than 10% because they need yeah, the clay to build. Yeah, they make their little nest out of Hey, Daryl, there's yeah. a... And I, I can't... I've gone too far in the text messages. Jamie will have to get it for you. Okay. Someone's texting about their golden cane palm. They're up north. Yep. Now, Daryl, over the last four years... Everyone from, not everyone, but we've had so many listeners call in from up north whose golden cane palms have been dying over the period of five years. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to be happening down here in Perth, but it certainly is from Geraldton north. And, you know, people have tried replanting it. They've looked for insects. So I don't know if there's something... If there's a fungus that's going around that's knocking off the golden canes or... Yeah. Look, I've... It's interesting you say this. I mean, I haven't lost any golden canes, but the golden cane used to be in the genus Chrysalocarpus, but now yeah. it's been lumped in dipsis. And so that includes your bottle palms... Uh, not your bottle palms, your... your um, sorry, your... Um, Triangle palms and things like that. And I've had triangle palms, the centres actually rot out of them. Mm. And when I've cut them down, and because I don't just cut them down through them, I sort of do an autopsy. So I chop through the crown and it's just been full of ants. And um, and, I'm I'm thinking mealybug, but there's also a big pile of fungus in there too. So I think 
it could be something to do with um, you've got a mealybug in the crown or root mealybug and the ants are in there uh, causing problems too. So that's my guess without actually seeing anything. Mm. And the extra temperatures up there are probably driving the um, uh, the balance just a bit bit too far for mm. the, um, the the golden cane to survive. Right. Because they're really tough. They are, they are. Really tough. And they're yeah. so tough now that they're great um, now, they're only known in captivity. They're no longer known in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, 20 to 10. Uh, the Perth Garden Festival, Sabrina, from the 12th to the 15th of April. Yes, as you on would this know. Year. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lunds, the CEO uh, of Nursery and Gardening Industry WA. G'day, Matthew. Uh, g'day, Jamie. How's it all preparing? Look, it's looking fantastic, and uh, just looking at the forecast, which is always one of the things that anyone who's got an outdoor event looks at, and uh, <laughs> it looks like, Jamie, we've got a, a, a few droplets of rain Monday and Tuesday, and I think it's going to uh, brighten up for about 25 for Thursday. So providing the weather's good, um, we should certainly see a, a good crowd of over 30,000 down to McCallum Park in Vic, in Vic Victoria Park. You're a brave man to give out that weather forecast. Matthew is a brave man, I can tell you. <laughs> hey, Matthew, it's Daryl. Uh, g'day, Mr Bugalugs. And I think uh, the Ag Department there this year, Daryl? Yeah, I'm there next Sunday, I believe, afternoon. Yep. Yep. And yep. I, I cycle past, I've been watching the builders there. It's looking really good, Matthew. Even the, there's a there's a... There's a tree in a ball suspended above the ground. Well, you're getting into sort of levitation there. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the beautiful things is the location. And as Sabrina and yourself oh. would know, Daryl, over yeah. the last few years, it's moved from, of course, the good old Perry Lake side. It's a site that's been down at Kings Park. It's also been at Langley Park. Um, and now, of course, it's uh, down right on the foreshore there, and it is stunning with the river views across to the city. And yes, you're referring to we've got eight show gardens going in this year, which is fantastic. And uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of work going on, believe me. And 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 the, the reason I wanted to talk today about it was uh, Sabrina and Daryl. I want to inspire people to come down. Um, gardening is healthy. We know that. But we need to inspire this new generation of gardeners to come through. And particularly if you look at statistics in America, we're seeing that over 30% of people are obese. We're seeing that teenagers uh, spend only 7% of their time outside. So we need to get people outside and, and getting people to understand that the plants are healthy. And then there's the spin-off from that is that there is a great career in it. And both of you two have been... I'm not sure, Jamie, if you've got green fingers, but... but no, Jamie definitely <laughs> does not have green fingers. I'm learning, so, Sabrina. <laughs> you are, you are. They're, they're actually... They're, they've come off the dark brown and they've now got <laughs> the little spots of green coming through, haven't you, Jamie? Yeah, yeah I'm trying. My wife's better than I am, though. She's, uh, and then we make it a competition because she, she'll do something and I'll be like, oh, I need to step up my game. Uh, Matthew, what, what what's... Uh, interesting you the most. What's something new that's happening this year that you're really excited about? Uh, look, the plant, the plant Life Balance campaign, which is a national campaign which started last year. It's a, as I said, Australia-wide. And I'm sure, Jamie, you've probably seen if you go to a local florist, if you go even to a landscape supplier, nurseries, etc., you're seeing the, this huge uh, excitement over in, indoor plants. 
Yeah. Uh, and people are now engaging. Of course, we, we, we started a few years ago with paddock to plate and understanding where our food came from. Then we had the succulents. And now suddenly we're moving into this indoor plant. And, and plants like monsterias, um, we, we're noticing that they're almost becoming uh, extremely expensive to go and buy when many years ago you could just get them on you know, gum, the gum trees of this world for free. So, so, yeah, we're seeing this huge wave of interest. And what that has done... It's brought a new group of demo demographics of gardeners of a younger audience. And Which I was is great. A, yeah, and I was only in a garden centre on Easter Monday. And for the first time, I was actually looking at a couple of 20-year-olds walking around, which I haven't mm. seen in years. And this campaign actually has an app that goes with it. And there are 11 looks you can get, which I'm sure I'm convinced Sabrina Hahn had something to do with them. Because one <laughs> called you can get these looks. So basically, you can decide on a design, pick out some plants. Um, there's a couple there which are for the outdoors, and there's uh, the rest are for indoors. And one's called Blooming Gorgeous, which I think Sabrina had behind that one. Yes. There's a jungle vibe, which I know your love of palms. But it's all about people being able to use an app. There's over 40-plus thousand people have started to use this already. And they can then pick plants, take a picture of their room, and, and literally drop plants into that picture and get that feeling and see how they can make that space work for them. Beautiful. And then they have to keep those plants alive. So That's where the... you come in. <laughs> That's where you come in. A job in. for life for Sabrina. <laughs> but the other thing is, of course, um, that for many young people, that's their first interaction with, with nature for many kids. That, it is. You know, it is. So, it's, so it sort of snowballs from there. And then what we want to do is we want to get everyone addicted to nature where they actually realise that in whatever tiny little space they've got, they can have a little bit of nature right there before them. Yeah, it's a good point, Sabrina. Good luck, Matthew. That's happening on the 12th to the 15th of April. Uh, let's hope that forecast uh, stays the way it's looking right now. Uh, should we get to a couple more calls, Sabrina? Why not? Why not, yeah. Jamie? 14 to 10. Polly, how are you? Good, thank you. Hello, Polly. I love that name. I was going to call one of my kids Polly and I didn't. I can't remember why I didn't, but I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, I have seven frangipani trees. All the leaves are very healthy, but I haven't had one flower this year. What am I doing wrong? Of your frangipanis? Yes. Now, is it from a cutting or is it...? A... Um, no, I think most were given to me in pots that they'd got from gardens or so, in the garden okay. centres. Okay. Um, now, frangipanis need... They love hot weather. If you fertilise them too much and water them too much, you won't get flowers. You get lots of beautiful leaf. Oh, that's leaf. what I'm doing wrong. Ah, got to be a little bit tough with the old frangipanis, Polly. Right, okay. A little bit of hard love there. Okay. <laughs> as much sun as possible. They only need, you only need to fertilise them in spring um, and then maybe once again sort of uh, midsummer, and that's it. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, Polly. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, thanks, Polly. That was an easy fix there. Uh, Graham's in Kojana. G'day, Graham. Hello. How are you G'day, going? G'day, Graham. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Very well. You know who it is, don't you? Uh, is, it, is that Graham Blacklock, is it? Yes, Buggerlugs. Yeah, ah. I thought I could pick you. Yeah, <laughs> what, it is too. Watch out for this guy, I Sabrina. Know. Yeah. I know. I do. I see him from time to time. Yeah. Don't I, Graham? Yes, you do. <laughs> now... Daryl, yeah, one for you. Oh, okay, Graham, fire away. I've been getting lots of queries about paper wasps. Yes, and European wasps. 
so I've been telling them, you know, to um, spray the paper wasps at uh, dusk. Yep. Not go with the torch, otherwise they might come up the beam and... Have a, have a crack, yeah. Have a, how do have you do? Crack. So I just wanted you to warn people if yeah. they do have... Yeah. Around well, to look, deal with them. Yeah, look, Graham, um, as you know, um, if the, I've got uh, paper wasps all over my place and I don't take them out because they're not annoying me. Um, but if they are annoying you and they will, they love tiled roofs and just seem to put their nest just hanging down just over entrances to people's backyard or, or to the back of the house and things like that. But yes, they do punch a real belt. Um, with their sting. So and the other thing is if you do spray them, be, be, have, a, have a path to run because they'll come after you. Um, and, yeah, certainly do it um, um, at night when they've calmed down. But once you've sprayed the nest and you've killed the, um, the ones that are there, you need to go back the next day and remove the nest because the cells that are sealed over they will emerge and they won't have any chemical on them and they'll re-establish the nest. It's not just one queen, they're a gregarious species. So there's multiple queens, you could say. Just on the, on the wasps with yeah. European wasps. Yeah, they're totally different ballpark, the European wasps. Yeah, but what, what's that been like this year? Where have the nests been found? Right, well, funny about that, Jamie, I have a list. Um, so European wasps... <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was smooth, Daryl. Yeah, what a lovely segue. Yeah, the foothills of Perth are awash with nests this year. Okay, so Wattle Grove, Kenwick, Kewdale, Swan, uh, Swanview, Welshpool, Lesmerdy, Maddington, Green Mountain, surrounding areas. So uh, we've usually get 40, 50 nests. We're already, we're already up to 90. Um, we've got another dozen that we know are in the vicinity. So we're requesting people in those suburbs, if they're finding their pet food being attacked or if they're um, having a barbecue and something's trying to grab their sausage off the barbecue, that'll be the European wasp. And they look very similar, don't they, Graham, to the old um, uh, paper nest uh, wasp. Just send a photograph in. We'll come and remove the European wasp for you. Really? Yeah, but the paper nest wasp, you're on your own. But okay. the European wasp, we will take them out. We've been taking them out for 40 years now. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you've, yep. been on the, you've been on the job with the old... Uh, yeah. European wasps. Because we don't want them to establish, because they're going to be a real. I mean, Canberra has declared them as a a, a declared pest now. Yeah, Uh, no, that's how bad it is. And that's a cool climate over there. Yeah. And in Europe, somebody was telling me the other day, they're so bad on the fallen fruit, they've displaced all the bees that they're attacking the falling fruit. And they're actually having to put bee suits on to pick some of their fruit now, or used enclosed um, harvesting equipment. So yes. we don't so want them established here. Yeah. They're okay. a nightmare. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, yeah. can I... Because um, this is really interesting. Can you click on the the lady that had that weird thing that we thought may have been a flatworm yeah, or a see leech? Yep. Yeah. See, show that to show that to Bugalugs. Ah, uh, it's a case moth. Ah, uh, but it's... Oh, hang ah, on. that no! I don't it? reckon it is. No, you have it, a look at it. You have it, a look at. Yeah, the, I've seen that one before, and I can't. Yeah, I'll look. I'll take that one. It's some. It's a case-bearing insect. Yeah, I'll certainly get the details. Lorraine, can you grab those details for us, and we'll get back to the lady. But it's a. It's a shelter. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. its shelter, and it's yeah, come out. Of course, of course, she's got it out. Yeah. So when yeah. she said no legs and everything. 
Yeah. yeah, but the legs were there. They're just hidden inside. That's mm. why we went to the flatworms and mm. the leeches because mm. they don't have legs. They just are a leg, basically. Fa- I've never seen one of those. That's fascinating. I want to know what that is as well. I will, I will let you know, Sabrina. Thank you. Be listening next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabrina t- can tell the world. Yes, I yeah. shall. Hey, Sab, yeah. uh, Sam in Rivervale wants to buy an indoor plant for his bedroom. What do you reckon? Well, now, with indoor plants, what people have to remember is that certain plants need a certain amount of light. So it depends very, very much on if there's any light that comes into the room at all um, because there's no such thing as an indoor plant. Basically, all the plants that we have inside our houses are plants that come from rainforests or, you know, understory plants. So the most important thing is to select the right plant that will survive with the amount of light that's in that room. So come on down to Garden Week on (laughs) Thursday and you'll have a myriad of plants. But that really is important, isn't it, Daryl? Yeah, and look, I've got a little tip here too. Buy two identical plants. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so then you just switch them you around. You rotate them and nobody yeah. ever knows. They think you grow these fantastic plants. So you've two weeks in the bedroom, yep. two weeks on the balcony. Just swap them over. Yep. So if you do that, I would pick a romantic plant for the bedroom. Mm. I certainly wouldn't pick a hanging basket plant. Well, could get in the um, way. <laughs> Unless you want to swing off it, but um, but you know, make sure you have a good anchor. Okay. Um, but so you need. Um, okay. So what you do is you have a pot inside a pot, so you get a beautiful out pot to put it in, and then it's you keep it in the plastic pot because drainage is vital. So you can't have them sitting in soaking water. No. Um, and the great thing about buying two exactly the same is that changeover, you can then take them out and liquid fertilise them and stuff like that. The great tip. Yeah, Darryl. that's a really yeah, good and, idea. And they'll last years if you do that. Yep. Gardening, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> we have to go to Chris. Uh, we have to go to Chris in Bustleton because... Well, he's been waiting to call for three years. Oh, Chris. Chris. I'm so sorry. I could have popped in and seen you. Dude, I think he needs to get out and get a life if he's been waiting for phone calls. <laughs> oh, a little harsh. Years. Chris, hello. Good morning. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Sabrina. This is uh, through fear and trepidation I'm ringing. Oh, uh, is it uh, about after, a lemon tree? After three years of uh, trying to uh, kickstart it, uh, desperation now. Oh, well... <laughs> Let's see what we can do. Um, it hasn't grown one, I'd say, centimetre in four years. It's got had one leaf on all summer. I've given it uh, sea soul, uh, blood and bone. I even dug it up and shocked it uh, by trimming the roots and replanting it, and it still hasn't moved. I, I'm just at a loss. Well, it's a lemon tree, is it? It is, and the yeah. limes are in a similar area, and they're not doing all that well either. Okay, so if I had a lemon tree that didn't move for years, I would definitely just throw it in the bin. I was going to say bin it. (laughs) Because I would say there's something wrong with the root system, Chris. Right. So if you've got a, a tr- if you've got a plant and it's got some problem in the root system or there's something compromised in the root system, it's not worth mucking around with. Just turf it. Roger, Dodger. Thanks very, very much. And whenever you have anything in a pot, particularly citrus, it's really, really important to have good drainage. So I always put about, um, you know, I'll put four centimetres of blue metal 
in the bottom to assist with drainage and you must have the pots raised up off the ground so that water drains through. Do what Daryl does. If you've only got one drainage hole, drill extra drainage hole in the pot. Yeah, it's not in the pot. It's in the ground. Oh, it's uh, in the ground now. No, rip it out. Start again. <laughs> Good girl. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Thank you, best. Chris. Thanks. Good luck. Uh, Jennifer's in Dianella. No, she's not. She's dropped off. Anne-Marie oh. in uh, Brookdale. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Anne-Marie. I've got a problem here with ants. Um, but uh, the previous years, I would say the past five years, we had very, very tiny little slow-moving ants everywhere and everywhere. Are they really? Then, they're in your brick paving, are they? Yeah, but yeah. that's not the story. The story is about last year, um, middle of last year, something happened and larger ants came from across the road, from a farm across the road, and they all moved in and the little ants disappeared completely. Mm-hmm. Now these bigger ants run extremely fast and the little buggers bite. Uh, what what I want to know why this happened? Okay, look, it's nature happening. There's yeah, there's competing species there all the time, and the ants compete against one another. And, um, and one ant species will dominate over another ant species. There's over two hundred ant species plus the exotic tramp ants that have got into the state, and they're all competing for space and nutrients. So, um, yeah, competition. Even plants compete in the ground against each other. So then when you say these ones bite, do they bite or they sting? Because if they've got a, there's a green-headed ant which actually stings. It's not very nice. No, this one bites. Bites, okay, then you're lucky because the ones that sting oh, are quite it's nasty. Hell. Yeah. yeah, look, um, if you stick them between, uh, get some between sticky tape. If you want to get rid of them, that is. Just stick them between sticky tape, fold the sticky tape over on itself and send it into the Pest and Disease Information Service. They'll identify the ants and provide you with the appropriate advice on which chemical or methods to remove the pest species for you. Okay. Good luck with that, Jennifer. It's a couple of minutes to ten. Uh, that was Anne-Marie, rather. Jennifer's back in Dianella. Oh, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Oh, hi, Sabrina. Yes. A while back, might be years, there was something you said about the blood and bone, and I was just thinking about the lady in Esperance with the native plants. Isn't there a brand that has the phosphorus in it or something that the native plants don't like? Well, there's many, many types of blood and bone on the market, and some of them have, like, a filler in them, and some of them, are the, the, the nitrogen component is so high it just burns stuff. Real blood and bone, which has the bone in it, is if you go into a a nursery or a hardware store, Mm -hmm. if you lift the blood and bone, the ones that are the heaviest should contain more bone, which is actually good for plant life. But sometimes they pack it with other things to increase the weight that is not so beneficial for native plants. Yeah, I thought thought there was something because... I I can't give you product names, but... No, I realise that, but I was just thinking of the lady in Esperance with the... Yeah, yeah. She didn't mention that she needs to look on the back of the pack or whatever. always, always look on the back of the uh, packet because I know Kings Park, they lost a lot of plants one year when they put blood and bone on stuff. Okay. Hey, let's just quickly finish where we started. Uh, Yes. Palm Inquiry. Yes. Yes. What is this in 20 seconds? I can see it. Do you know what it is? 
No. Okay, it's not a palm. It's a cycad. It's in the genus Cycus. And I'd say it's most likely, it's a clumping cycad, and I'd say it's most likely Cycus thoracii. Oh, uh, but there's go. a whole group of them. There you go. Yep. Beautiful. Hey, Sabrina, thanks so much. It's a pleasure, Jamie. We'll see you in the studio next week. And Daryl, great to have you in as well. Yeah, thanks very much. And we'll catch you at the um, garden show. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'll see you there. Uh, see you. Thanks so much for your company today. Shah's back next week, 10 o'clock.